Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and it is Sunday, and we are doing breaches of the week. Now last week, due to the holiday, I only did one very specific breach, that was obviously the Pentagon leaks and all of that. Uh, the perpetrator of that, at least of the initial dump onto Discord, has since been arrested, and I released an article uh, that actually happened to come out yesterday, that would be April 15th, so go ahead and read my thoughts on that, but obviously... It's still an evolving and unfolding situation, never a good thing. So we're not going to be covering that today beyond this. And before we dive into the, uh, basically what we're going to be talking about today, I would like to thank the following. That would be Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, and Jacqueline Wolf. And strap yourselves in because we have about two weeks worth of breaches to go through due to the holiday last weekend. Now, with that, we're going to start down under with T-A-F-E-S-A in Australia because the personal details of more than 2,000 of their students were stolen in a data breach. Now they're conducting an investigation, uh, basically, and they emailed, uh, an, they were, excuse me, they issued an email to the 2,224 impacted students that were enrolled between 2016 and 2021. Sensitive information has apparently been compromised, talking about driver's licenses, passports, tax file numbers, proof of age cards to enroll, etc., etc. Now the data breach is believed to have happened before December of 2021. So 90% of those documents, according to the report, are expired. That's probably a good thing. That said, we usually don't change our addresses that often. So hopefully, if you went to TAFESA in Australia, whatever that is, good luck to you. Moving on. Let's head back here to the United States and talk about Chippewa County in the state of Wisconsin because their officials have acknowledged that 25 to 35 megabytes of documents containing HIPAA information were stolen by somebody who took remote control of an employee's computer. Now, I don't have much more of that on that right now, but obviously as HIPAA disclosures come out, that's a huge issue. So uh, if basically if you're an employee of Chippewa, past or present, uh, Chippewa County, Wisconsin, you might want to check in. Moving on, let's head on down to Florida and talk about Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare because on March 31st, they posted a notice of breach on their website after their organization learned that they had a security incident that leaked confidential patient information. What we're talking about here our names, address, dates of birth, social security uh, numbers, health insurance information, medical record numbers, patient account numbers, and limited treatment information related to the care that they received at uh, Tallahassee Memorial. They've sent out letters, so heads up to you, patients of Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare. Moving on. A quick update on community health systems. Uh, this is the one of the large healthcare breaches that we've had this year. Their subsidiaries are declaring breaches now, uh, obviously cascading out from their parent company. And this week it was Crestwood Medical Center in Alabama. So heads up to you, Crestwood Medical Center patients. You have been exposed. Moving on, let's talk about Hyundai. Yes, the massive car maker, Hyundai. Uh, they disclosed a data breach impacting Italian and French car owners and those who booked a test drive warning that attackers gain access to their personal data. Hyundai, obviously, as you know, international auto, automotive manufacturer, and they sell basically uh, and have a 3% market share in roughly France and Italy uh, you know, for their cars. So we're talking about a lot of people here because there are a lot of cars in France and Italy. Now, according to multiple reports on Twitter, uh, what we're talking about here is email addresses, vehicle, uh, physical addresses, telephone numbers, and vehicle chassis numbers. I'm assuming that's similar to VIN that we have here in the United States states. The letter also clarified that the attackers who accessed the database did not steal financial data or identification numbers. So I'm assuming like national IDs and those kinds of things. So there you go. Heads up to you. If you drive a Hyundai, 
in France or Italy or have taken one for a test drive recently. Moving on, let's talk about Brightline Incorporated because on April 7th, they filed a notice with Maine's Attorney General, uh, essentially because they have the third-party data breach from Fortra. Uh, if you recall, I talked about that a few weeks ago or so, and there you go. And so we're talking all the stuff that Fortra was storing for them, names, addresses, member IDs, dates of birth, phone numbers, employee names, employer names, uh, group ID numbers, coverage, start end dates, all that kind of stuff. Brightline has sent letters out as well. Moving on, let's talk about the Lehigh Valley Health Network. I believe that is in Pennsylvania. Now, uh, cyber criminals have stolen uh, sensitive photographs of as many as 2,760 patients, and that's according to a recent disclosure this past Thursday. Some of those images were posted already to the dark web, and according to a court filing, the healthcare providers is basically suggesting a class action lawsuit, or they're looking at getting or having one, and we are talking about involving more than 100 people, and $55 million is what they are seeking. Now, the Lehigh Valley Health Network also revealed that the attackers responsible for this demanded a ransom of $5 million back in February, which they refused to pay. And so odds are that's 2,760 patients. Their data is out there. So heads up to you, Lehigh Valley Health Network patients. Especially, especially if you, I guess if you've had a picture taken, maybe an x-ray, it was not specific. Moving on, let's head on over to Hawaii and talk about Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union. Because on April 7th, <coughs> excuse me, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine after they had an incident that leaked personal information of more than 20,000 of their customers. Now, based off of their filing, what we are talking about are names, social security, and financial account information. They are sending letters out, too. So, heads up to you, Hawaii, USA, Federal Credit Union members. Moving on. Let's talk about New York Presbyterian Hospital because they're the latest healthcare organization to report a data breach stemming from the use of analytics tools. Now, I've talked about this before, but tracking pixels from like, you know, Facebook, Meta, Google, all that kind of stuff is getting integrated in the healthcare website. So when you go and sign up and say, hey, I'm, you know, getting a, I don't know, take your sensitive <laughs> pick of a diagnosis and your, your, or, or an exam and you're putting it in their web portal, you know, to schedule all those kinds of things, Google, Facebook, etc., have been getting copies. I've talked about this before. Not a good thing. New York Presbyterian caught up in that as well. Uh, and there was a huge report that uh, came out I, at least a few months ago or so with maybe, uh, I think it was something like a quarter of all major healthcare providers in the United States of like the top 100, a quarter of them were caught up in this. And so we're going to keep seeing this. On top of that, we've got another health update, and this is the massive common spirit breach out of Chicago because more than 100 current and former common spirit facilities in 13 states we now know may have been affected by this ransomware attack, and that is according to Common Spirit giving an update last week. The disclosure paints a fuller picture of the scope of this data breach, which was originally thought to have uh, basically uh, impacted 620, uh, 624,000 people last year. Now, obviously, or I should say previously, excuse me, the Illinois-based nonprofit has said that it was just data from two organizations in the states of Washington and Texas that may have been compromised. But now... You've got it everywhere. And so 13 states may be caught up in this common spirit, one of the largest providers. This is going to be a huge problem. Obviously, I'll keep you up to date here. Moving on, I want to give you an update on audience view. If you recall, this is the ticketing system that many colleges use. And now we know, thanks to their filing, uh, that audience view claims among its members, on top of who has already declared, John Hopkins University, Cornell, American University, and Eastern Illinois University, which is 
interesting to put on that list because John Hopkins and Cornell are <laughs> pretty good. I've been to Eastern Illinois University, and don't get me wrong, it's a great school. I have friends that went there, but it's not John Hopkins. Anyway, everybody's using Audience View. Heads up to you if you're getting tickets to all of your college needs for games or whatever. Moving on, this is an interesting one. Let's talk about Z. The number two U, Z2U, they're an online retailer based in China that resold access to streaming services and other products, and they kept their private information in a database that was openly accessible in the internet, according to, uh, according to researchers. Now, Z2U apparently stored private information like credit cards, government documents, and other material in an online database that it could be viewed by anyone with knowledge of its location on the internet. So basically, you would go to them and say, hey, I want to buy you know, a Netflix login or something like that, and they would sell to you for cheaper uh, because obviously you're not paying Netflix month to month. Basically, it's a criminal organization, and they were leaving it all out there for anybody to use. So obviously, we're never fans when, uh, you know, when we have things stolen from us, but if criminal organizations are going down, I'm all for it. Moving on, let's talk about consumer lender TMX Finance. Now, they disclosed a data breach that is impacting over 4.8 million people here in the United States. Now, TMX Finance notified its customers, hired external cybersecurity experts, and then basically declared to the main attorney general they operate as Title Max, and they have about 1,000 stores in the United States, and obviously that's a huge issue. TMX's finance, uh, their customers, I should say, include those with limited access to bank banks due to poor or no credit, which means this is even harder for them, especially when you basically have to unscrew yourself from identity theft. And we are talking about names, dates of birth, passport, driver's license, federal state IDs, tax IDs, social security numbers, and financial account information. That's not good, especially for a population that, let's say, has very low credit or no credit whatsoever, uh, you know, and people then start opening up stuff at really high interest rates on, on your credit, and it makes it even worse. Not good. Not good at all. So I'll keep you up to date on TitleMax or TMX Finance. Moving on. We're going to talk about market research software known as Nebu. That's N-E-B-U. Now, the types of information that were leaked in this data breach are variant depending on uh, essentially who was using it. Um, but what we're talking about are uh, essentially market research firms getting hit. And apparently this is hitting the Netherlands hard because two of their largest, Blau, um, basically won a market research firm in Netherlands. They claim Vodafone as a client and USP also in the Netherlands that apparently has sent out surveys and market research to hundreds of thousands of Dutch citizens are now caught up in this. And so I don't know who else uses Nibu uh, as their market research software, but right now the Netherlands, not so good. We're going to see what that goes. Moving on, let's head on back to the United States and talk about Farmerica or Farmerica. Now on April 8th, they basically um, suffered a data breach, and, and, and those reports began to uh, surface after the Money Message Ransomware Group added Farmerica to their list of victims. Now, because the news of Farmerica is essentially brand new, not much is known about this, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go through the claims of the attackers and all of that. Obviously, Farmerica has to be aware. They've got to be conducting an investigation. But heads up to you, if you use Farmerica for all your pharmacy and America needs, Farmerica... 
there you go. Not good. Moving on, let's talk about the Elmbrook School District. Uh, basically, a breach exposed names and social security numbers of current and former Elmbrook School District employees. And here we are. Now, they learned that their system had been compromised on August 23rd of last year. And essentially, these files were removed from their infrastructure between August 23rd through the 27th of last year before they caught it and shut it down. I don't have much more than that. Elmbrook School District, I believe, is in the state of Wisconsin. Moving on. Let's talk about Our Lady of the Lake University. Now, they said they've notified victims of a data breach that let attackers access personal data on their network, but they have so far declined to say how many individuals were impacted or provide details to the response or the data stolen. There's no word if Excalibur was also taken as well. For those who know, no. Moving on, let's talk about Retina and Vitreous of Texas, because on April 10th, Retina and Vitreous of Texas filed a notice of data breach with the Texas Attorney General. Uh, essentially, basically, they got access by unauthorized parties following an incident. And what we are talking about are names, address, social security, driver's license, health insurance info, and other protected health information. They've sent out letters as well. So heads up to Ret Retina and Vitreous members. I cannot speak today. Retina and Vitreous patients, uh, if you will, out of Texas. Moving on, let's talk about Western Digital. Now, this is the data storage storage giant and they confirmed that attackers exfiltrated data from their systems during a network in, uh, security incident last week. Now the California based company said in a statement uh, this past Monday like a week ago or so that an unauthorized third party gained access to a number of its internal systems on March 26. Western Digital has not confirmed the nature of the incident or revealed how it was compromised but the statement suggests it was ransomware. Quote, based on the investigation to date the company believes the unauthorized party obtained certain data from its systems and is working to understand the nature and scope of this data. Now, it's not yet known who is behind the attack. Uh, no, nobody has claimed it as of right now that I could find. And so here we are. But heads up, uh, if you have Western Digital products, you're probably fine, but we're going to find out. Moving on, let's head on over to the United Kingdom and talk about outsourcing services provider Capita. They are a giant in outsourcing in the UK, apparently, and they confirmed that their staff was locked out of their accounts this past Friday after a cyber incident. Now, there's an update shared on April 3rd, so I guess two weeks ago, excuse me, that's right, I'm doing two weeks this week, about this incident. The company announced that it experienced a cyber incident primarily impacting access to internal Microsoft Office 365 uh, applications. The attack disrupted some services providing to provided to individual clients, but the company pointed out that the majority of its client services were not impacted. So there you go. Moving on, let's talk about Uber, the rideshare giant I refuse to use. And here we are. They found themselves in the middle of yet another data breach, although this time it's at the result of a private, uh, basically private driver data being stolen from a third-party law firm. Now, Genova Burns, which is a mid-sized law firm based in New Jersey, has written to the affected Uber drivers that confidential information belonging to them, such as social security numbers and tax identification numbers, may have been stolen in a breach of their systems. They became aware of this on the uh, 31st of January, according to the letter of affected drivers. So if you drive for Uber, they might have your info. I don't know why they do, but here we are. Heads up to you. <coughs> you might be out there. Moving on. Let's talk about alcohol recovery startups, Monument and 
Tempest. Yes, they are together here for years. Online alcohol recovery startups, Monument and Tempest, were sharing with advertisers the personal information and health data of their patients without their consent. We know where this is going. Monument, which acquired Tempest in 2022, confirmed that this years-long leak of patients' information uh, happened, and this was when they submitted to California's Attorney General, blaming the use of their third-party tracking systems. Ta-da! Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Pinterest. They had tracking pixels in their website. This is what we're talking about. Now, when they reached for comment, Monument CEO Mike Russell confirmed that more than 100,000 patients were affected. So if you've kicked alcohol or alcoholism, thanks to Monument or Tempest and done it online, heads up, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Pinterest probably understand you did it. Moving on, open source media player and software provider known as Kodi, K-O-D-I. I'm sure some of my listeners or followers are actually using them because they got a pretty techie audience. Open source media player, here we go, Kodi has confirmed a data breach after the threat actors stole the company's MyBB forum database containing user data and private messages. What's more, the unknown threat actors attempted to sell that data, uh, basically compromising 400,635 Kodi users on the breach forum cybercrime marketplace, which was recently shut down by law enforcement. The threat actors then abused the account to create uh, basically database backups that were downloaded and then deleted. Also downloaded were existing nightly full backups of the database. The account in question has now been disabled, but obviously that's a huge problem. And if you use Kodi and you're sharing, let's say, information on their forums regarding how you're setting it up or programming it, heads up to you. Odds are you're caught up in this ASAP. Moving on, let's talk about German super yacht and shipbuilder Lursen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. You got the umlauts there. Here we are. They suffered a ransomware attack over Easter weekend. It's not clear, clear yet if customer information was stolen. I don't have more information on this right now, but heads up to you. If you're building a super yacht with Lursen, odds are your data's out there. Jeff Bezos, I'm looking at you. Moving on. Let's talk about North One Bank because a non-protected, uh, basically a non-password protected database that contained a large number of PDF documents was exposed to the world. Thanks to Jeremiah Fowler for discovering this one and alerting all of us. But heads up to you, if you use North One Bank, you might have very sensitive information sitting in PDF form that anybody could access for quite some time. You want to check in. I don't have much more. I'll let you know when they declare. Moving on, let's talk about Adelanto Healthcare Ventures or AHCV. This is another healthcare breach. Vendor breach. Outstanding. Now, according to the breach notices, H AHCV became aware of suspicious activity in their environment on November 5th of 2021. That's right. We're about going, what, almost two years back at this point, year and a half, two years back. Now, further investigation revealed that an unauthorized party had access to employee email accounts via a phishing scam. And thanks to this, now a whole bunch of hospitals and whatnot have to actually declare. And so let's go through the list because of right now, as of the last two weeks, we've got Texoma Medical Center, Coral Shows Behavioral Health, the Vines Hospital, Northwest Texas Healthcare System, Suncoast Behavioral Health, South Texas Health System, Doctors, Hospitals of Laredo, and Fort Duncan Regional Medical Center. I'll let you know as more declare, but healthcare every week, I swear to God, is like half of these or more. Moving on. Let's head on over to Taiwan and talk about Taiwanese PC parts maker known as MSI. You might have one of their gaming laptops. They're pretty good. Now, MSI basically um, has been listed on the extortion portal of a new ransomware gang known as Money Message. I mentioned them in an earlier one, which claims to have stolen the source code 
from the company's network. Now, they're a global hardware giant. They make everything. Motherboards, graphics, cards, desktops, laptops, servers, industrial systems, PC peripherals, blah, 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 blah. They basically are worth about $6.5 billion, so they are pretty huge. Now, the threat actor listed MSI on their leak site and posted screenshots of what they claim to be the hardware vendors, CTMS, and ERP databases, and files containing software source code, private keys, and BIOS firmware obviously that's a huge thing you can start infecting the firmware then you can wipe you know windows or whatever off that machine till the cows come home and you're still infected so not a good sign heads up msi it's time to go back to the drawing board on a good chunk of your coding but heads up to you if you also own one of them be on the lookout for updates to your hardware that you're going to want to do moving on let's talk about cad wallader wickersham and taft very very fancy they are new york's oldest law firm now on a notice of breach here we are uh, to basically to their clients on march 30th this law firm stated that an unauthorized party gained remote access to their network on november 15th of last year now reportedly the attackers were able to acquire sensitive information on the network which included documents containing personal information belonging to customers companies uh you know including uh names social security numbers all that fun stuff now the office of maine attorney general uh which is where one of the places they disclosed to uh basically said that the breach was discovered on November 16th, and 93,211 people were affected. This was They were founded, for the record, in 1792, and they are the oldest continuing operating legal practice in the entire United States, not just New York. So there you go. But they're obviously based in New York, so there you go. Cad Wallader, Wickersham, and Taft. There you go. I'm guessing, what, the great-great-great-great-great-grandkids are running it now? I have no idea. Moving on, let's talk about Twitter, because why not? It's another week, another breach. Now, if you haven't heard, Twitter Circles, which apparently is a thing, I, I've never used it, is broken. But here's the thing. What happened with this, and maybe it's a coding issue, I don't have much more information, is that apparently some people are claiming that as they are sending stuff that's supposed to be secure and private to them, such as naked photos, were starting to appear in other people's feeds that basically had no rights to see those naked photos. So... If you're getting all naked and sending things in Twitter circles, you probably want to stop. That's all I know as of right now. I do not know quantities. I do not know what happened there. That's all I've heard. I've got reports on it. And here we go. Moving on. Let's talk about the city of Modesto, because <clears throat> a recent ransomware attack on their network may have cost them at least $1 million. This is an update for the record from one from a few months ago. It may have, may have cost them at least $1 million for expert help in recovering and for additional security detection and prevention tools that might have deterred the original attackers. And the city council this past Tuesday is expected to approve spending as much as $586,000 for the expert help and $497,000 annually for the security detection and prevention tools. Modesto anticipates that it will be reimbursed by the insurance provider for the cost of the expert help minus the $100,000 deductible. And if you didn't, if you don't recall, the police's IT network was essentially hit on February 3rd by a ransomware attack. The laptops and the patrol vehicles and other technologies were not working. And the report stated it took five weeks for them to recover from the attack. That's a really long time to have a miscoordinated uh, police department. Never a good thing. City of Modesto back on their feet paying the price. And if they had just spent a little bit out of the gate, they wouldn't be in this mess. I've said it a million times before. And finally, and we actually have two finalies for you. The first one is the entire nation of Japan. And that's thanks to Fujitsu. 
the largest IT provider in the nation. Now, an attack, and I talked about this on basically Fujitsu, is now spilling across the country's corporate sector with cybersecurity experts warning that it's going to trigger a surge of attempts by organized criminal gangs to extort ransoms from Japanese customers and their, or Japanese companies, excuse me, and their customers. More than 10 Japanese custom, uh, companies already have said in the past month that they have been affected by the attack on Fujitsu because it supplies internet infrastructure to thousands of companies across all the islands. Now, the attack took place last year and allowed uh, outside access to emails sent through Fujitsu-based email system. Fujitsu admitted last year that it was hacked but refused to disclose how many of its customers were targeted. Now, on top of this, Tokyo Marine and Nichido Fire, which is one of Japan's largest underwriters of corporate insurance against cyber attacks and also a prime target for ransomware gangs, acknowledged to customers last month that it was one of the companies potentially affected by Fujitsu's leak. Now, the technology giant Kyocera, clothing maker Goldwyn, and property developer Sexui, uh, Sexui House, excuse me, have all said within the past month they are also basically affected by Fujitsu's incident as well. Uh, cybersecurity experts also said the attack on Fujitsu was consistent with the tactics of professionalized gangs in Russia and Belarus who target Japanese companies and organizations because they often have relatively low-level defenses and are willing to pay ransoms, which tend to be high. So we're talking about both Cuba and Lockbit ransomware gangs have been very active in Japan over the past 18 months. We've also seen a lot of work in Australia being happening. So it looks like the eastern side of the globe, you know, if, at least if you're going by east and west, is there. But Japan, obviously, the nationwide, if their largest companies are, are com yeah, their largest companies keep getting hit, you're looking at essentially in the impact on the entire Japanese population. That's a huge problem. And so hopefully everybody's battening down the hatches. And if you are working for a Japanese company or you own a Japanese company and you are watching or listening to this, spend money on cybersecurity, do it now. Especially if you've ever used Fujitsu, you are on potentially the chopping block here. And finally, finally, just in time for tax season, I'm not kidding, we have to talk about eFile.com's tax return software. They're basically authorized by the IRS to do the work for you, but here's what's going on, and this isn't fun. eFile.com, as I mentioned, authorized. They're authorized by the IRS as an eFile software service. <sighs> basically, head malware. The site had malware. Now, security researchers state that the malicious JavaScript file that existed in the eFile.com website was there for weeks. Bleeping Computer, where I'm pulling this report, was also able to confirm the existence of the JavaScript file at that time. So that security incident specifically confirms, it basically concerns eFile.com, not IRS's eFile infrastructure or identical sounding domains, meaning if you have used eFile.com and that is it, you are potentially caught up in this. Now, if the user that is using the site basically followed the prompts, they would basically download a backdoor into this computer. Now, this is a basic backdoor, but it had enough functionality to give access to your device or computer, allowing a threat actor to basically access, let's say, corporate networks, your home network, whatever it was. These attacks could also be used to deploy malware, steal credentials, spread laterally across whatever network it's on, steal data for extortion, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the scope of this incident, including if the attack, the attack successfully infected any e-file customers or visitors, basically, we don't know just yet. But this is going to be a huge one. Now, if you're watching this or listening to this outside of the United States, April 15th is tax day. Basically, we have to, as citizens, 
file our taxes with the federal government uh, on or before April 15th to make sure that we're not in violation uh, you know, of tax code or tax law here. And a lot of these sites like efile.com are incredibly popular. And so the last thing you want to do is have to file for the IRS and then spend like a year and a half unscrewing yourself from an identity theft scam because you filed your taxes. And that's what we're talking about here. Not to mention in the past, the IRS has been hit as well. So that's obviously a huge thing. So we're going to see where this goes. Those were your breaches of the week. It was just an absolute crazy week, uh, you know, as I mentioned. So here we are. And with that, were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.